Vox Quick Hits. The short conversation about whether the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan is the end of the war on terror era is part of a broader discussion about the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan that we have over at our main podcast feed. That's Worldly, W-O-R-L-D-L-Y. And you can check it out and find it wherever you get your podcasts. Ending the fighting in Afghanistan in terms of like U.S. ground combat troops is one thing. Ending the paradigm that leads to this kind of perpetual intervention and fighting is a, a kind of different thing altogether. And it's not clear to me that Biden's thinking on Afghanistan is going to carry over to the broader vestigial war on terror. Well, it actually seems, you know, to be somewhat the opposite. If you, you know, consider yeah. the fact that they are literally trying to set up basing agreements and and rights in, as Alex said, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, et cetera, in the region to try to make sure they still have the ability to carry out counterterror missions in Afghanistan as needed and to address any threat that's coming from there. So it seems like they are, you know, very much continuing that kind of posture. At the same time, right, there are lots of places where we aren't, you know, we could theoretically be a lot more active if we wanted to be, and we aren't, right? Like, we are not, we don't have a massive troop presence to fight Boko Haram. We do not have a, you know, massive, massive troop presence in lots of other places where there are ongoing terror threats. And I think a lot of that has to do, too, with the fact that al-Qaeda is actually very much diminished. And the mission of al-Qaeda and, you know, the the focus was very different from a lot of, you know, more traditional terrorist groups in that it was, you know, the far enemy, right? It was attacking America to get America to withdraw from the Middle East, to withdraw, you know, support for dictators. And then they could go in and then topple those dictators that they actually opposed. And, you know, we, we've addressed this on the show before, but while we are trying to leave parts of the Middle East, right, we are, you know, the greater Middle East, if you want to consider Afghanistan part of the greater, you know, Middle East, as it sometimes is called, right, we are, you know, drawing down troops in lots of places. So, you know, the question is whether these other groups are going to continue, you know, the fight or see the United States as the continued kind of far enemy to the degree that they need to keep targeting in a serious and kind of grand way in the way that 9-11 was. And so I think, you know, a lot of these these splinter groups and these affiliate groups are much more concerned with fighting their local kind of conflicts. So, you know, Ash-Shabaab in Somalia is much more concerned with trying to control parts of Somalia than it is with trying to, you know, attack New York City, for instance. So I think, you know, the question of of how much we actually need to continue those missions will continue to see potentially a diminishment of that or, you know, only focusing on specific areas like Yemen, et cetera. So I, I, I think part of that will actually speak to, like, the evolution of the terror threat itself. I kind of have maybe a more expansive view of this, uh, and I want to give some credit to, actually a lot of credit to Spencer Ackerman of the Daily Beast, who tweeted uh, a thought along these lines and then a smart article on it, which we'll link to. But Biden in his speech was clear that like the wars like Afghanistan should probably end. Like America shouldn't do this kind of thing again. But he was pretty hawkish on terrorists are still a problem that we have to deal with. I want to read a very quick excerpt from his speech. Over the past 20 years, the threat has become more dispersed, metastasizing around the globe. Al-Shabaab in Somalia, Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, Al-Nusra in Syria, ISIS attempting to create a caliphate in Syria and Iraq, 
and establishing affiliates in multiple countries in Africa and Asia. With the terror threat now in many places, keeping thousands of troops grounded and concentrated in just one country at a cost of billions each year makes little sense to me and to our leaders. And that sounds to me like a pretty full-throated defense of maybe, you know, focusing a lot of our efforts in just Afghanistan doesn't make sense, but focusing it elsewhere around the world to deal with a metastasized threat makes sense to me. And that, you know, correlates with what he was feeling in the Obama years, and it seems to it seems like he's continued that thought process now, that America should and probably will continue to be for a really long time a counterterrorism nation. It's just a thing we do now. The war on terror is just our, our MO. <laughs> it's our SOP. It's what we do. GWAT SOP. Um, and I feel like I that's just not going to go away. And it makes sense. There are terrorist threats against the United States. Intelligence officials said that this week. Like, you know, they're still planning stuff. They might not be able to pull it off, but there's still efforts to hurt America and hurt Americans uh, and our allies. And so if we have the assets and the ability to go after terrorists everywhere, why shouldn't we? It's not that costly. I mean, you know, troops, let's be clear, troops will die. Um, and But we already are in, you know, multiple countries, like a lot of countries doing this counterterrorism work and building up uh, foreign forces to deal with them. So I just feel like this is going to, we are just a counterterrorism nation. That's just what we are and what we're going to keep doing even after Afghanistan. I want to push back just a little bit on that um, before before we end. And that is, you know, when I heard that part of the speech, to me, that sounded like a speech that could have been given five, six, seven years ago, you know, maybe not specifically with ISIS that long ago, but ISIS doesn't have a caliphate anymore. They're not that threat that they were. And yet he's presenting it in that speech as if, you know, the Nusra front in, in Syria is a massive threat to the United States when it's still part of the Syrian civil war. And that war's, you know, Assad is kind of conquered a huge chunk back and the stuff that he hasn't, Turkey kind of has. And, you know, it's it's not actually that accurate of a picture of what the terror threat looks like right now. AQAP, sure. Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, sure. They are, you know, held up as like, well, they are the ones that are still kind of carrying the core Al-Qaeda mission because they, tr you know, tried to get bombs through on planes. But that was like a decade ago. It's been a while since any of those groups have had any sort of, you know, plot come anywhere close to, to succeeding or to getting toward America. And, you know, very much part of ISIS's mission was you should come here and hang out with us in our caliphate. And if you can't, then you can do some attacks at home. But it was not necessarily like they were trying to train people to go to America and carry out attacks, right? They were building a literal caliphate. So I think Biden seems to not totally have an accurate picture of what the threat looks like sure. now. And it is very, like, it's like a weirdly outdated model. And that's what I was getting at, where, yes, he very much does seem to think that this is something important. But when you, you know, when the rubber meets the road, when you look down at a map and start to figure out where to deploy those assets, I think he's going to start to realize that, well, maybe we don't need to have as many assets in, you know, X, Y country because, well, they're kind of tangled up in their own civil wars or their own conflicts, and they're not super focused on America. That doesn't mean no one is, but I, I just don't think that's a very accurate picture. Just because it doesn't make a lot of sense doesn't mean it won't be our policy, though. See yeah, Afghanistan oh, in the last 20 years. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. On that note... 
If you enjoyed this conversation, there is a lot more about Afghanistan, what the U.S. withdrawal means for the country, what it means for the country's women and minority groups, what it says about America's strategic decision-making in the Biden administration. And if you're interested in that stuff, come check out the full conversation. It's at the Worldly Feed, W-O-R-L-D-L-Y, wherever you get your podcasts.